My brothers and sisters in the Lord, I am reminded of a little story that occurred probably when I was about in my second year in seminary. I was invited by a group to speak at the Plimsoll Club, and it was one of these groups, charitable organizations in our city that certainly was a very wealthy organization, a very influential organization, an organization that had individuals from business and politics and every walk of life. And so there I was as a seminarian, sort of very green, doing one of my first presentations to probably a group of individuals of three or four hundred people. I was very excited and at the end of the presentation, at the end of the talk, I was very thankful for give, being given that opportunity. And I remember the gentleman who was in charge of arranging all of this, he came to thank me and he came to present me with a stipend, a check, in thanksgiving for me being there. And I told him, oh no sir, keep the check, I don't need it, I'm just privileged to have been asked. Use it for one of your charitable works, one of the projects that you're working on. And so he said to me, well, do you mind if we place it into our special fund? I said, sure. What is your special fund? And he said to me, our special fund is so that we can pay for a better speaker next year. <laughs> My brothers and sisters, the Lord always gives us opportunities to learn humility. And my dear friends, as we celebrate this Palm Sunday of the Passion of the Lord, one of our key words is humility. Jesus, who is man par excellence, Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life, Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus is the one who completely empties himself, humbles himself, accepting death, even death on a cross, so that you and I may experience the gift of eternal and everlasting life. In the gospel that we heard at the beginning of Mass, look how Jesus enters the city of Jerusalem. He comes in riding on a donkey. Now, my brothers and sisters, a donkey back then was the same, it's the same as a donkey now. It's not too prestigious. He didn't come in on a beautiful white stallion. In our own times, he didn't come in in a limousine or a Bentley or Rolls Royce. He came in on a lowly donkey. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to make his entry into the city of Jerusalem. The acts of humility. Even at the Last Supper, when Jesus goes to wash the feet of Peter, Peter protests. Not I, Lord, to wash the feet. That is meant for the servants, not for the master, not for the rabbi, not for the master teacher. And as Jesus reminds us, I have come, or the Son of Man has come, to serve and not to be served and to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, my brothers and sisters, this key word of humility, this virtue of humility is connected to servanthood. 
Because servanthood is humility in action. To be servants of one another. To be servants of the servants of God. That is the call. And that is what we're reminded of this day. As we gather in this church. And as we celebrate. As we have that wonderful reading from St. Paul. That Jesus emptied himself. Taking the form of a slave. Accepting death, even death on a cross. And because of this self-emptying, because Jesus did not grasp for anything, God highly exalted him and bestowed upon him a name that is above every other name. So the name of Jesus, every knee should bend of those in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, my friends, the challenge for each of us as we enter into this holy week is to ask ourselves, do we take up the stance of humility? Not false humility. Not humility so everyone can think we're quote-unquote holy and religious. But humility, my brothers and sisters, that is placed in action. True humility so that we may serve. There is a old tale. It comes from the Russian Jewish tradition. And it's about this village that had a rabbi. And every, I believe it was Friday, every Friday, the rabbi would go off by himself. And the townspeople would say that every Friday when the rabbi went off, he ascended up to heaven in order to converse with God. And then one day, a newcomer came to the town. And he heard this story that the villagers told about their rabbi. And he was very skeptical. This man ascending into heaven to converse with God. So one Friday, he decided to follow him. So early in the morning, he sat outside the rabbi's house. He saw the rabbi enter into his morning prayer and then after his time of prayer, the rabbi dressed as a beggar so that no one would notice him. And then he would go into the woods, chop a tree, chop some firewood, and he would take that bundle and he would go into the poorest section of the city and place it on the doorstep of a woman and her very sick son so they would have firewood for the week. He wouldn't say a word and then he would go back to his house. And this occurred every Friday. Well, this experience changed the man's life. And he became a disciple himself of the rabbi, this newcomer to the village. And when people would converse and say that every Friday the rabbi ascended into heaven to converse with God, he would then reply, and maybe he ascended even higher. It was humility in action. It was being a servant. On this Palm Sunday, my brothers and sisters, really one of the final questions would be, what parade are you in? And I'm not talking about Endymion and Bacchus or Orpheus or any of the others. Many of the historians and theologians tell us that 
at this period of time, there were two parades going on in Jerusalem. The one we heard about in the gospel at the beginning of Mass, in which Jesus was entering Jerusalem from the north, coming into the city on a donkey with people holding palm branches. I mean, come on. They couldn't even afford good party supplies. They had to cut them from the gardens. But then entering from the west, there was another parade, another procession, and it was Pilate. Because you see, Pilate didn't usually stay in Jerusalem. Pilate, like the governors before him of the Roman Empire over the area, they stayed at Caesarea Philippi on the coast. It was his beach house. But every Passover, he would come in a major military procession into Jerusalem. Why? Well, what was the Passover celebrating? The exodus of the Jewish people from Egypt. Rome was their conquerors. This made Pilate a little uneasy. So he wanted to show them his military might. And so he would come in riding on a great horse with the Roman legions and music and banners in this great military parade. We still have things like that today. Look in the communist countries when they go around in their military parades with all of their weapons and tanks. Same idea. Pilate was getting across the idea, you get out of line, you're going to die. Because you must submit to Rome. Jesus was coming in in his procession, saying that I am willing to die for each and every one of you, even the least and the lowliness, lowliest. The question, my friends, what parade are we in? Are we in Pilate's parade, trying to crush anyone who gets in our way in order to climb up the ladder, achieve what we want, because it's all about me, or we in Jesus' parade that because of humility, it's never about me. It's all about my God and who God has placed in my life that I'm called to serve. My dear friends, as we enter into Holy Week, may we take the humble stance of being a servant so that we too May one day, praise, praise God, see the face of our Savior.